0: Jim Joyce, I missed you, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> back together. It's been a while. It's been I, a while.
1: I know. And we've been missing our kind of quick sinks, uh, which initially were for the meticulously unproduction production, but we never actually <laughs> talked right. about anything on Monday. But now you're, you know, you're busy traveling uh, CEO, which is awesome. <laughs> and we had Chandana kick us off on season 10.
0: Yeah. I listened to it. It was, it was good. It was good. How'd you feel? Like, did you, did you miss the gym factor? <laughs> it was kind of... Do you want to, do you want me to be honest with you? No, uh, totally. Every, totally. I... Everybody's replaceable, including me, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely. So, uh, no, I, 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 love the idea. If she likes doing it, you know,
1: awesome. We'll see. <laughs> well, awesome. we, 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 we won't go into, uh, other things there uh because we're holding it tight uh on the dtx right. podcast so i'm 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 you know i'm cheating i cheated on you with with matthew Holt. uh yeah i guess i cheated on you with chandana now and i'm also going to be <laughs> right. cheating on you throughout the dtx season so hopefully you're okay right. with right,
0: right. awesome and awesome All you're, good.
1: you're back to dublin
0: Yeah, I'm in Dublin. I did Vegas, the Assembia conference, and I did Boston, you know, where our offices are. So I'm delighted to be back in Dublin. Took my bike to work today, and it's nice to be at home. (laughs) It's nice Nice. to be at home.
1: I I know we just missed each other in Boston. We were on the way out as you were coming in. So uh, next
0: time.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: time. But uh, maybe a little plug Uh, I don't know if you're coming to Barcelona, uh, end of May for Health Excel uh, as well. So Uh, you know, we'll
0: looking forward to it. Big event. That's excellent. Excellent.
1: Well, our our guest is waiting. Um, So Saul, uh, Saul Marquez uh, is a fellow podcaster. So I, I, um, you know, Saul and I met um, when I was still a bear. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be on his podcast back in the day. And I think you know, combination to be fair with Dan Kendall that planted the initial podcast bug in me. Um, and then <laughs> soul, you 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 planted another one in there. So welcome. Love welcome it. to the shot. So oh, hey, my god. James,
0: Sol. Such
2: a pleasure. James. Great to yeah. meet you. Great good jean. I've, see I've again. heard it.
0: You've got the look and the voice of a proper podcaster, so I'm already <laughs> impressed.
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you, and, James. You do.
0: And and you got your professional setup.
1: I'm, um, you know, the uh, for the meticulously unproduced <laughs> stuff. I just use the AirPods, but uh, but That's right over me. in yeah. my kitchen slash podcast <laughs> studio is the professional one.
2: You so know, that, uh, Eugene, and what I, what what I tell people all the time that want to get into podcasting is that perfection is your worst enemy. So. Right. You're a prime example of don't wait until it's perfect. Just make it happen.
0: Just right. get it out there. That's, Love it. Just get it, it out there. Eugene's Eugene's model. <laughs> perfection. <laughs> Never let be perfection. <laughs> right, listen, perfection it's, uh, I, I,
1: I don't remember where I heard it. At. I mean, I'm sure many of you, but it's like, you know, in in, in these cases, it, done is better than perfect, right? And you're sort of iterating. Um, anyway. Amen. But, you know, for the, for the millions of listeners and viewers, as I always kick this off, let's get to know Saul Marquez. You can give us, you know, you can rewind back all the way, you know, to being one month old or start, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, up to you. Uh, we got time. We, we heard
0: we heard you were born inside Metronics. You, know, you were kind of <laughs> from Medtronics. That's right. That's right.
2: I was born in the in the corporate office. No, that's a joke. <laughs> um. So yeah. Hey, listen. First of all, I want to say thank you, Eugene. Thank you, James. It's such a pleasure to be here, and for everybody listening, uh, a pleasure for for us to, to be spending time with you here. Um, you know, to kick things off, gosh, I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, in Chicago, I was I was the son of, of Mexican immigrants into the country, they, they risked their lives, they came to the US to create a better life. And um, I like to think that, man, I am like, kind of like what the American dream is all about, right? You, you know, we grew up poor, uh, they swam across the Rio Grande to get here to create opportunities for me and my brother, wow. he's two years younger than I am. And I got to tell you, uh, what an incredible experience to be in this country—an uh, the, the, example of the opportunity that is possible, and why so many businesses and so much healthcare innovation happens here, um, yeah. uh, and 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 beyond that, right? Uh, Eugene, you're in Europe, right? And James, I don't know where you're at. With Dublin, where, where are you? Dublin. You're in Dublin. Yep. So you it's know, still Europe. Uh, worldwide audience. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's still Europe. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and a lot of businesses that are formed even outside the U S come to the U S to, to, to build the business. Right. And so the, the opportunity here is huge. Uh, it's a $3.6 trillion, uh, U S market. Um, and, and, and why not come here to build your business? We need help, right? We're, we're behind the ball. Uh, and we need a lot of help. So, God bless everybody that's doing their part, whether a provider or, or an innovator. Um, but, yeah, so, so grew up there. I, I had an experience when I was five years old. I was climbing the monkey bars. Uh, if you guys remember back when playgrounds used to be unsafe and fun, right. uh, they've gotten, <laughs>
1: they <laughs> were even more actually- roof. Have lessons
2: learned as a child. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, you could yeah. actually bust your head on the pavement. Like, yeah, right. go to the playground now. It's got like rubber, rubber floor. Right. My son just right. bounced his back up. Um, but, you know, I, I actually wanted to be cool. Like my cousin, who was five years older, they were going all the way to the top and jumping off. And I remember I want to do that. And I went all the way to the top and this gust of wind flew in. And I fell backwards and just banged up my head and I woke up a day later, I had gotten a concussion and, and thankfully it wasn't anything that led to long-term brain damage. Although my wife would disagree with that. Um, I, I ended up, uh, okay. and (laughs) And driving away from the hospital in awe of the nurses and the doctors that, that helped me just, you know, be better. And I remember from that day on, I always wanted to be part of this system of healthcare. And, and, uh, and fast forward to today, I mean, you know, I, I, I've been in the med device industry for almost 16 years. Um, obviously, I'm at Medtronic and I've been in the media business for the last seven, uh, strictly healthcare. And so I have not looked back once. I have looked sideways a couple of times, but uh, certainly right. have enjoyed the journey in healthcare. And then I love what I do. I love, I love being able to impact people's lives. So you're happy. You tried to get to the top of the monkey bars. I'm happy. I'd do it again.
0: (laughs) I love that. Like when I was with my, I found with my first son, you know, and I would try to convince him like he was, he's quite conservative. He's mellow. He's, you know, very reserved and thoughtful. (laughs) It's nothing like me.
1: I was going to say, is he (laughs) going to watch this episode and be like, dad,
0: yeah yeah he's a cool he's a cool he's a cool dude he's a cool dude i I admire him but he um i remember trying to convince him to like climb a tree you know like i would be like i'd like climb the tree and then my you know and i'm like oh that just must be the generation but then my next guy came along my next son came along and like and I'd look around, and I'm like, "Where is he?" And he'd be like hanging out of the top of the tree, oh, okay. you know. And I'd be chiming up, trying to get him. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I felt like so, you know, you're happy. Anyways, you were happy. You went to the monkey bars, and you built a career of Medtronic. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: been fun. <laughs> media, it's been and, fun.
0: And um,
1: so, how how did you? I mean, um, I guess you've been because uh, you mentioned you were like 15, 16 years, I think, in kind of the med device business of so pre-Medtronic. What you know, just like out of curiosity, how did you kind of? get there and Come then there. let's talk about the transition to even the media side um you know yeah. i personally struggled with that quote-unquote media personality
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you're pretty good he's not a one. natural
0: eugene yeah. shies from the stage
2: he's good at it though he's good <laughs> I'm, at I'm it walking he's off. very visible <laughs> Yeah. You know, Eugene, thanks for the question. Uh, actually I, you know, I've always been fascinated with communication. And when I, when I went to school, I went to Miami of Ohio for, for school, uh, for my university, I started as a communications major and I was bored out of my mind. Um, it just was like, wow, um, we're paying for college for this. And so I remember being in this class, it was, it was, um, we were reviewing their Aristotelian appeals of persuasion—ethos, pathos, logos—and <laughs> wow. I thought, man, these Greeks got it down. So, so that summer, <laughs> I took a trip to Greece, and it was life-changing because I was at the Acropolis. Man, I just remember this is the foundation for Western civilization. This is awesome. I was awestruck by being up there. You know, had a glass of wine on top of there. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to do that, but I did. Um, and, and then came back and I found out there was this thing called classical humanities history. And I'm like, if I'm going to learn about communication, I'm going to read it directly from Aristotle. I'm going to I'm going to read it directly from from Cicero. So so I, I studied classical humanities and, and, and history. And I remember trying to get into my first med device company with a history degree. Nobody wanted me. So it's like, what are you doing? So the school that I went to, Cintas, the uniform people, I don't know if they're in in Europe or not, but here they, they wash uniforms. uh, They, they, they lay floor mats down and and do, I was in their facility services division. So that was my first job out of college doing sales. I was selling floor mats and toilet paper. Okay. And, and when, when the guy that I, that I interviewed with and I got my first job in med device, I was selling spinal implants. I said to right. him, if I could differentiate toilet paper, right? Believe me, I could sell anything. I I, I could sell <laughs> spinal implants. Uh, right. was cracking up. Right. And you should start
1: you you should start since you're in a media business, you should start like a spin-off of the office, but selling toilet paper, right? <laughs> yeah. Vers- versus regular paper. Yeah. I think
2: that's genius. I'm taking a note down right yep. now.
1: <laughs> I, I will take some royalties off of it, of course, for the idea,
0: but
2: and and did you did you grow up uh speaking
0: Spanish in your household is that like your primary language and then English or was it English Spanish
2: it was it was Spanish um and and then obviously schooling being in Chicago um was English so you know my primary language is is English because of that you know um but then I had a chance a couple of years uh managing Latin America for Nuvasive when I was in the spine business at Nuvasive. Um, I really upped my level of professional Spanish when I was doing that. So, right. so, yeah, got a chance to do both. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So to the extent, um, you know, I'm always kind of fascinated with these conglomerate device companies, right, like as a, you know, as Medtronic um, and, you know, yep. sort of playing around in the digital health space. This is the shadow of digital health space. Maybe talk a little bit around kind of where been the trajectory of, uh, of of Medtronic as a company, would love to kind of learn to the extent sure. that want to share.
2: Yeah, so so Eugene, is it is it about digital health and Medtronic or or? Yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, cool. You're, you're, yeah, you know. Yeah, or, or med, de- my
1: med devices is, is more generic, right? Because no, there's no, software no. I'm to comment on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's chat. Yeah, so so you know. I so the division that I'm at at Metric is the patient monitoring division. It is a legacy Covidian business. You guys are probably familiar. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so being being in the in the patient monitoring space where we work to you know, we work to extract signals from from devices, um, minimally invasive devices, sensors, uh, wearables to To really help clinicians deliver care, digital is, is so real for us, right? So, right. so from the perspective of what we do, it, it's it's critical. Uh, we're we're focused on on respiratory compromise, right? So, when somebody, for instance, this is one example of many, and we could dive into others if you guys want, but you know, when somebody gets a procedure done and and they get sent to the med surge unit, uh, and they're on an opioid to help them with their pain. The nurse to patient ratio is not as high as it would be in the ICU. How, how often do we get near misses or, or even, you know, just just bad tragic events when somebody overdoses on an opioid? Mm. It happens too often. In fact, more people die of, of that reason, respiratory depression than plane crashes. Right. I mean, every single year. Um, and so, what we do is we layer in the digital uh, capabilities of remote patient monitoring. For example, we connect the patient to to capnography. Right? Capnography helps uh, through through the reading of the waveforms um, understand if somebody's about to have a respiratory depression, and yep. if if a nurse is down the hall. Uh, they could see it beep on their central nursing station or a handheld or a vocera or whatever, whatever device that they use. Um, it's critical to scale uh, the limited number of, of, of clinicians taking care yeah. of these things. So we're very dialed into to digital health as a patient monitoring organization. If we zoom out a little bit more, um, I mean, you take a look at Medtronic, right? We, we re- pretty much cover everything besides orthopedics. Uh, well, spine is orthopedics, but yep. hips and knees, right? Uh, we don't do hips and knees, um, though we do have consulting services in the space. But you, you take a look at it. We do have, as a company, a digital health group that, that takes a look at digital health and the influence of these technologies across the entire portfolio. Um, and then there's also... Um, you know, uh, a lot of efforts on artificial intelligence, for example, from our um from our uh, uh glucose monitor to the cardiac devices to the pulse oximetry that we have, like the pulse ox that we have. Um We lost Jim dance? Joyce, but you know, maybe he got <laughs> he got he got bored, so now I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny so yeah you know long story short there's a lot of attention on it and and we're always looking for ways to to improve the the way that we use the technologies for for the betterment of patients
1: well, while we're waiting for him to join because I'm sure he you know sure. fat fingered uh, the 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 end or exit button or something um yeah. you know I'm, I'm actually curious uh we just had this discussion with somebody else uh not on this podcast just separately right like I As you know, I'm doing this DTX podcast, right? And I've been sort of exploring the space and, you know, the definition and I'll, you know, I'm not going to go into the formal definition, but it's, um, you know, uh, it's a software as a medical device. It's a software based intervention and actually medical devices while it's embedded software actually has software. And so we had this whole like more philosophical discussion is a medical device. Also part of the digital therapeutic is a digital, therapeutic a medical device. At the end of the day, I, you know, my comment is it doesn't matter as long as it's got the great outcomes uh, for the end consumer slash patient. It doesn't matter what we call it. But I, I'm just kind of curious if if you've come across some of these discussions or not. And I'm gonna while you're doing that, I'm gonna text
2: Mr. Jim Joyce <laughs> see if we could get Jim back. Yeah, he yeah, uh, skipped. He uh, skipped
1: last week, and then uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I I think I'm gonna fire him. So
2: gotta get it. Gotta 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 get some accountability going here
1: yeah um, exactly
2: no, all good. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I do think that the more than ever, the lines are blurring and and this is why we we are seeing an evolution in the industry overall of and, and the entrance of, of, of consumer companies like Apple and 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 you know Amazon and Samsung, they're all coming into the space. Um, and that's because um, the you, you know, there's this whole concept of you know you, you 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 go from a a physical device to then a device of that that is that is basically it disappears into software. Think of think of the iPhone. Hey Jim, welcome back. Speaking hey. of the
1: iPhone, sounds like your laptop <laughs> died or something, right? <laughs> I don't know. What
0: happened, I'm in the office. I'm next to the thing. That's so, uh, all. Oh. I just okay. the wi fi gods. The Wi-Fi gods just crashed on me. They thought no problem, I was working too man. hard. <laughs> Welcome back.
2: Glad you're back. But but Thanks. it's this, it's this whole like and, and by the way, the, 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 there's a great example um of what I'm chatting with you in, in uh and in, uh in the in a book by um oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh he's the Singularity University guy, uh Diamantes. Oh yeah Peter Diamantes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And so it's this idea that everything in your cell phone today, if you were to add up the cost 50 years ago, it was several different devices and it's yeah. roughly like $900,000 worth of devices that you have on your phone. Um, I think the same thing is happening in, in healthcare where all of these devices are becoming super dependent on the, the things that layer in. Um, which is the software that, that powers it up. So, so yeah, Yeah. I think uh, to your point, Eugene, we we're in this space where there's, there's really a a blurred line and, and really it's, it's hard to put things in a bucket.
1: No, no, we're just, we're just discussing DTX and
0: medical devices. So (laughs) awesome. Awesome. I, you know, because of a nice set, nice non-segue in the conversation, how, how is it managing the media? So I want to hear about your podcasts, you know, like, you know, so one is, I think you're the most productive podcaster out there. Like, but what are you, how many podcasts have you done?
2: we we've, we've done uh, over 1100. Wow. Yeah. But here's wow. the thing. And here's what I'll share with you. So, so what we've done, um, after my 1000th episode, um, that I, that I personally did, we, we, um, we evolved our model to invite other thought leaders and business uh, brand managers to have co to basically have a a podcast that we launch under our podcast so okay. we created this platform that has developed a large following and and now we get a ton of people that listen to us i was sitting down asking myself what is the mission of Outcomes Rocket? And the mission is to improve outcomes and business success for health leaders. And if we're gonna do that, it's gonna go beyond just me behind the microphone. It's gotta be me enabling others. And what we've done is we've created the sponsored host program where we invite qualified thought leaders and influencers to join us on the platform with their own show. And so as a result of that, the content generation that we're, we're getting right now has is growing exponentially and it's becoming more specific. So I was covering the entire healthcare continuum that three, you know, really, and, and mainly us focused, but with this expansion that we're doing um, I've gotten a lot of interest from Europe as well. And I've gotten some interest from Singapore and Asia. So we're I'm thinking through right now, how to segment to those markets um, because it has to happen if we're going to achieve our mission of, of truly, truly improving health outcomes and, and business success.
0: And when you think about this, so you're, you're doing this in coordination with having a full-time job that's outside of that, right? Am I right on that? So you're,
2: yeah. you've yeah.
0: got, you've got, yeah. And how are you finding that balance or do you have a balance? Do you just work all the time? Just have natural energy to kind of push it I, out there.
2: So I, 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 so for me, it's the word balance is kind of a fallacy. I, I think of it as a rhythm because rhythm okay. moves, right. And balance you're, you're, you're still. So when like you when you're, yeah. And, and, and here's the truth, right? The truth is if, if it's important to you, you will find a way. And, and so, so, and, and how do you do that? You do it by developing processes, systems, and automation and, 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 and how do you make things scalable? So, so I'll share with you uh, what the secret sauce of, of the Outcomes Rocket and why I've, one of the things that I've been able to do is I've developed a style of a show and, and we help the people that, that do their podcasts on our channel do the same thing. The first 500 interviews that I ever did, I asked the same six questions to everyone. And the thing is, if you develop a powerful enough set of questions that are guided by your mission and what you want to cover, the people that show up to your podcast are unique and you're able to tell their story, which is different every single time. Um, And so we power up podcasts by helping them scale uh, on our channel. And that's how I'm able to do it. And then um, from, from booking, like the people that I get on my show, to to editing and production uh we do everything at a top-notch professional level i don't do any of that what i do is i show up and talk to awesome people like you guys which is what i love to do so and and
0: okay so yeah nuggets i mean i think eugene i'll let you go for it yeah i I mean
1: either way i i am just dying to hear i mean a thousand you, you know interviews yourself like is there you know not not to call favorites um okay, this guy, I don't know. Uh, What are some of the, (laughs) what are some of the like things that stood out for you kind of either out of those six questions? Like, first of all, what were the six questions if you can kind of run through it? And then just a few, I don't know, two sort of key themes or things that you're seeing as a trend.
2: Yeah, no, great question, Eugene. Look, I I don't, you know, uh, there, there are no favorites. Truthfully, I, I enjoy, just connecting with people. And in fact, look, the reason I started Outcomes Rocket was because I, I, I I struggled with like the in-between meetings. Like you guys have been to meetings and you get jazzed up, right? Eugene, we were together at Vive. It was awesome. Jim, you know, you probably remember the last meeting you were at, we're going to meetings again. How, how awesome is that? Amazing one, right? Like we're back to it. And it's so great. But you guys all know, right? And folks, you're listening to this. You, you know as well that you go to this meeting, you do networking, you make progress. And then it's kind of like, where does that go until the next meeting? And so I found myself going to meetings and then in between missing something. And mm-hmm. I said, there's got to be a filler here. There's a gap. There's a huge gap. And so I I did some soul searching and I, and I, uh, and I did some consulting with a couple other big podcasters in the industry. So I, I hired this guy. His name is, uh, John Lee Dumas. He's got this podcast called entrepreneurs on fire. Um, he was raising money for, for a book that he had written and I invested in his book and the investment got me a trip to his house in Puerto Rico where I hung out with him for three days. Okay. And 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 I learned everything that I needed to learn about podcasting, John. If you're listening to this, God bless you, my friend. Uh, reason why I've been successful is because of the things that I've learned from you. Um, and so and so, certainly with the work that I did with him, I've been able to scale. Now this guy's insane. He's done over three thousand episodes, right? Wow. So you learn from those that have done, right? We all, even in healthcare, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And so it's acknowledging that and, and, and not starting from the beginning, you know, and that's part of what we're doing with our sponsored host program is we're taking all of the things that I've learned from John, all the things that I've learned from myself as a healthcare podcaster, and we're amplifying that in, in a very short period of time.
0: Right. And if you take, like, if you block this out trend wise, so it was a thousand podcasts over two years or three years, or what was the period?
2: Yeah. So we, we officially kicked off the podcast in 2016. So. Okay. Okay. So call it. Got it. Yeah. It's been what? Six years.
0: Wow. So talk about, talk about like going back to 2016 and like, you know, what were the topics oh or the God. trends or the innovators and then run it so, to like what happened last quarter?
2: Oh my <laughs> God. And by the way, so this is when I met you, Eugene, and this that's, is that's this right is, at the beginning. If you remember, I had a small little booth and, and by the way um, you know, Matt, um, uh, 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 uh I'm blinking. Yeah, Holt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Holt was huge. So, hey, Matt Holt, I want to give you a shout out too, brother. If you're listening to this, because I mean, he, you, you he will listen.
0: We'll make sure he listens and he transcribes. Hey, Matt, this thing. listen to this yeah. thing. Damn it! <laughs> it, it it's it, it's generally a policy that we don't flatter Matt on the show. Oh, that is too funny! But no, out of love, out of love, out of love. But
2: he gave, <laughs> yeah, we, I gave him a couple spots on the podcast to promote Health 2.0 before he sold it to him. and yeah. and and he gave me a booth um, where I, I I came, I showed up with 400 t-shirts, I was handing them off. This lady walked up to me too and said, "Are you nuts? You're a podcast. Why are you doing this? Why are you spending money?" I'm like, "Cause I believe this thing is gonna work. We need this." And Eugene, that's where I met you. Uh, That's where I met a lot of. That's where I met Dan Kendall, right? Dan and I hit it off at that meeting. Brothers, the uh, two podcasting brothers there, right? And well, we we joke around on
1: this. uh, No, we joke around here that kind of the digital health crowd either leads to uh, Matthew Holt, US somehow, or Martin Kelly and team at Health Excel across Europe and obviously US. It's like, um,
2: but. I met Martin at that meeting too. Yeah, I mean, what a what a great crew, right? And so, all of this innovation, all these things. So, 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 Jim, you know, back. So you were you were saying, you know, at the beginning, oh my God, it was hard. Um, in fact, I struggled to get people to show up to the show. Um, right. Nobody wanted to be on. I struggled with it so much. I almost didn't do it. Um, and so eventually I said, I have to do this. This is just an obstacle that, that is challenging me that do I really want to make this happen? So I hired this, uh, this woman and her, she had a a business. It was podcast booking. I'll get guests on your show. So I was like, I need you, I need you to, I need you to do the first 20, uh, for me. And I was like, whatever the price is, I think she ended up charging me like 60 bucks an interview or something like that. And, um, she was struggling too. So I was like, see, it wasn't just me. <laughs> oh, <Wow>, that's crazy. <laughs> right, right. So here's what happened. We got, we got a, our first few big names and then we put them on an ending page and then and in, right. start inviting people, they would see the names and they'd be like, right. Oh, okay, we'll do yeah. this. Right? So then it yeah. started getting traction and, and to, na- to, to now abstract to now we say no so much, and I feel bad, but the truth is we only have the best of the past. And so, Eugene, that's why we had you and, and Marina the other day and excited to that's showcase right. that episode soon. Yeah. So are um, we. And,
1: and I just yeah. looked the it up, by ha- the way. Sorry, Jim. I just looked yeah. it up because I was curious. I didn't know when you started or whatever. I was uh, originally episode number 26 uh, on
2: November eighth, two 2017. Ooh. I'm in the I first batch. You are my friend. You're, you are.
0: You're 40 and 40 there at the time, right? You were. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got into that crowd.
0: 40 under 40, right? I love it. I love so, it. So, but 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 conversationally, I think Eugene and I have like we're just you know we've been just monkeying around just experimentally. But I I love I love what he said about rhythm because like Eugene and I were during the uh, pandemic we started this and we said. And we just got into a rhythm. We'd catch up 15, 20 minutes, bullshit on a Monday. Yeah. You know, sometimes we talked about what we were going to book the next Wednesday. Sometimes we didn't. And then we, uh, and then we just went on and had a chat. But that felt like, you know, podcasting has become so mainstream and it moved out of this idea of highly produced, um, you, know, not, you know, like, we have, you know, obviously you do a fantastic job producing. Dan does a great, Kendall does a great job producing. But this idea of a conversation, right? Like this, that we could flow into it, you know, into a conversation. But I'd say pharma, med tech, healthcare people back in 2016, they, they weren't very comfortable with no. that, I'd imagine.
2: No, no. <laughs> they, <laughs> they weren't. No. And, and it's become more mainstream. You know, it has it has. and And the vision that we have for podcasting is that within the next 10 years, podcasting will be like blogging. Everybody will have one on their website. And if right. you're listening to this right now and you don't, you better look into it. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. <laughs> you want to be left behind. Right. So, yeah.
0: but if, then if, if, you look at the special, sorry, one last question, if you look at, yeah, the yeah. and, you know, like, are you, are you blown away? So when you do one, like, I mean, that's from my experience, I'm blown away by the impact it has. Like, and we don't have a, it's not like, I mean, other than our millions of visitors listeners, but we, but the, um, but we're blown away. Eugene and I talk every week, and it seems like the the connectivity and the ideas and the flowing of just these kind of small conversations. Are you are you still blown away by that after a thousand later?
2: Or it doesn't get boring, Martin. I mean, you know that feeling you get, right? And I could see it in your face when you're telling me about it. Um, you know, like you, you hear that you made an impact, or that somebody hired their new CFO as a result of a podcast you did, or. Or like, just like you, you help connect them to uh, an opportunity that they never thought possible or, oh my God, I was on your show and we just literally signed a million dollar deal as a result of somebody that hurt us on your show. Those things don't get old, man. I love it. And that's part of why I do it. You know, I I love helping people. I love being able to, now that's why I love healthcare. But the reason I love podcasting is because you're able to help at scale. You know, and yep. if you do a great job, you're able to help at scale.
1: You know, I just a quick comment on that. And this is what fascinates me, right? As we, uh, you know, as Dan and I now kicked off the, the DTX podcast season two, we just aired, you know, our conversation where he interviewed me. And it was one of those realizations, right? Like every episode, you know, was in thousands of listens, right? Um, of last season. And if you remember the Health 2.0, where that big room had two to 3,000 people. It's literally like stepping on that stage, right? Um, and yes. and it, and it's impactful, right? It's you know three thousand pairs of ears and brains listening, taking it in, connecting. So it's yes. uh, yeah, I you know
2: yeah. Anyway. Eugene, I, I love that you made the parallel, and and honestly, we think of podcasting as a virtual stage. And every time you're able to to address the virtual stage, there's an opportunity to make a difference. Yep. So I oh, amazing. That. It's a great parallel.
1: Speaking of making differences, uh, Jim, you want to go to your famous question? And, you know, how, 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 uh, how, I'll I'll leave it to you, man.
0: Awesome. So, (laughs) so, so Saul, you know, you're pitching yourself, you're in Chicago and you bump into, you know, just a younger version of yourself walking in and in this young kind of charismatic, you know, former medical device. Uh, entrepreneur comes up to you and says, I have this great idea of using podcasting as a digital health intervention and helping people with, you know, really serious chronic diseases by giving them Spanish you know, multilingual podcasts. Into there, and they get this <laughs> great business idea. And, and you're, and you're looking at this younger version of yourself. What advice do you say to the young Saul?
2: Well, you know, Jim, <laughs> thank you. The, the um, first of all, I was that guy, and 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 I was in the lobby. I was in the lobby of the Swiss Hotel in Chicago for the Becker's Healthcare Conference, and that that is when I first uh, had my first conversation with Scott Becker. You guys know Scott?
1: I've never met him. Heard of
2: yeah? Okay, yeah. So by the way, Scott's a good friend now, and he he was the guy that I because of what he has built right with the healthcare space. I said, Scott and Jim, it's so funny that you asked this. Cause I, you literally took me back to that moment when I asked Scott, should I do this? And when mm. Scott looked at me, he's like, I think it's a brilliant idea. And he's like a forward thinker, right? Like he's always thinking about different ways to make things awesome, especially in this field that we're in media and healthcare. He's like, you got to do it. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you just have to do it. Don't even like whatever you got to do, just make it happen. And, um, And thankfully for, for, for him, you know, I got the encouragement. He was one of my first interviews too. And a lot of introductions to other health leaders that led to what what is now outcomes rocket. When time came for him to, to, to start podcasting, he reached out to me. He's like, Hey man, I want to do this. How do I do it? (laughs) I'm like happy to help you, Scott. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you know, if I was in that, in that space uh, I would certainly encourage to go for it, yep. you know, and whatever I mean, I mean, and Jim and, and Eugene, you guys have done some amazing stuff too, you know. To be able to encourage people to to not be afraid and to just go for it is the way to go.
1: Just awesome. do it like that. and get a champion, right? So Scott was your champion, and get a champion. Way, so that's it. Awesome. Yeah, and I love
0: the I love the rhythm. I think the rhythm is great. This kind of idea of a rhythm, I think that's, that's yep. fantastic.
2: Yeah, and that's and yeah, because if you're if you don't, then you go stale, right? And like, if a rock is balancing, it grows moss. But if a rock is right. rolling, baby, you're a rolling stone. <laughs> like that's like a it. perfect end to the
0: episode. We 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 are gonna need to clip that. That's a perfect end. And with that, great <laughs> well, to see everybody here, <laughs> Yeah. Gra- gracias. Yeah.
1: M- muchas gracias. And uh, we, you know, for the listeners and uh, and, and viewers, hit hey, subscribe, share it out, and we'll see you next week.